Hey guys, welcome back to the Ikecast. This is Chris, and I'm with my co-host, as always, Ike. Hey guys, thank you. I have to apologize once again. We're one day late in our podcast, and that's because I had a bunch of stuff happening yesterday. Yeah, well, it, that happens, but uh, nevertheless, here we are on uh, uh, just a day late, but we're ready to put in an episode, and this time we're going to be people going to be treated to us not talking about politics for once. Um, no war room. Yeah, no war room. Just talking straight, just going straight to our happy place because honestly, isn't that nice? Just n- nothing to worry about. Let's let's not talk about the bad things just for once. We'll just uh, talk about the stuff that we like. Yeah, let's go right into the happy place because you know what? Sometimes we deserve it. Yeah, and uh, I mean we're getting spoiled uh, in October now with all these releases. Uh, these late September, yeah. early October releases. So uh, yeah, I can't keep up. <laughs> I know, and there's just so much more. It's great how much content there is out there. Uh, and uh, what can I say? It's it's it, I, the the drought. Thankfully, I think they figured out their way around COVID for shows and you know and other TV. So we we're we're, we're going to get around this sort of content drought that we were in for a while. Yeah. So um, today we're going to talk about three things, right? Three, three, um, shows, Ted Lasso, of course, yeah. um, foundation and law and order organized crime is back. Yes. I, I, and, and, you know, full transparency, there's going to be spoilers and, um, for organized crime, we're going to look into the first episode because that's the only one that I've been able to watch so far. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, so let's start with Ted Lasso. Um, I would just say, wow, what an episode. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to like go straight to the end and, and talk about that. But instead, let's just talk about, uh, you know, just the episode, how, how it uh, sort of goes along, how it moves along, right? Um, uh, yeah, so there's like, you know, several like arcs and you can tell, you know, they're they're um, setting it up for the season finale, right? So one is Sam Abisana. He's got a offer f- to move to another league um, in Africa. Yeah. Right? Which was like out of nowhere. Um, right? So there's the Sam storyline. There's the ongoing Nate storyline, which we're going to talk about in more detail because I'm just like you know Nick Muhammad is such a good actor because uh, he just makes you want to like wring his neck yeah because, right I mean you liked him in his earnestness yeah the then what the hell happened to him season, and this season you're really just going like you dick right like you're you're yeah like at the character right exactly you're so raging out and then you have the you know the um Roy Kent and Keely Jones, yeah. you know, thing happening. And then, um, of course, the tail end, right, with, uh, with Ted again. Oh, so yeah. um, let's, let's, let's go through those, um, those, like, four story arcs. So some we've already said, you know, as we stated, he's got an offer, potentially. We don't know if he's taken it or not, but yeah. it sounds like he did, right, because he was on the phone with his dad. Yeah. It sounds like uh, he wants to take it, you know? Well, he wants to take it, or do you get the sense that maybe he's already said yeah? It's quite possible he did, because, yeah. you know... Uh, so, Sam spends a day with this, you know, billionaire from um, Nigeria, who no, from Ghana, who's going to buy this football league, and he's trying to attract all of the, Afri- you know, strong African players to his club. Yeah. And um, he initially they think he wants to buy Richmond, but he's actually coming to meet Rebecca because he wants to buy out Sam's contract, and they yeah. have Sam for another three years. And this puts you know Rebecca in a quandary because last episode she um, she had said that um, you know she needed time yeah. from Sam, right? So she's. And um, so she goes and talks to Ted about it too, and um, yeah, Ted it was funny. This was... is another big drop, uh, you know, at the end of the year, <laughs> right. at the same time. 
<laughs> right. She's, you know, it's becoming a habit. Yeah. <laughs> it's and becoming so, a ritual. <laughs> he goes, like, yeah, see you next year, right? Right. Uh, and then, you know, and again, Sam has spent the whole day with this, you know, he's being wined and dined, um, so to speak. And, you know, um, as he gets home, he sees Rebecca waiting for him. And she's basically said that, you know what, I'm not giving you, I'm not saying that, you know, we're going to pick up where we left, but I don't want you to go. And then she leaves, you know, and he's sort of like he's conflicted because he's he doesn't know. But, yeah, I, I think he does want to take this opportunity but you know i i don't know if rebecca is going to hold him back so that was one the second one was um nate right yeah nate so, getting a suit right right so he's such an ass to who is it what's his name the the guy who took over his position when he was Promoted Will. to the assistant Will. coach, Will. That yeah. Will, like he's such a jerk to him, right? And Beard seeing this, did you notice? Like Beard watched that whole yeah. Beard's like what thing happened. Yeah, he's like, what the hell? Yeah, because he's already told Nate not to do that. Yeah, right. Like that's not cool to do that. And that was a funny one because Roy comes in and he goes, "Do I have crazy eyebrows?" Yeah, and he's like, "What?" He's like, "Do I have crazy eyebrows?" And he's like, "No," and he goes to Beard and he's, "Do I have crazy eyebrows?" And he's like, "No," right? But it's funny is because at the tail end, you know, that whole scene ends with, "Yeah, they're they're not they're not crazy, they're psychotic." Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was good, um, but Nate's like, he he's, he wants the recognition. He's like, you know, uh, Ted gets all of the the credit for this. I should be getting the credit. And they're basically, like, Roy and Beard don't have an issue with that because he's the head coach, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a team. Yeah, because, like, that's that's the job, right? Right, that's the job. But Nate doesn't get it. And that you we know it's Rupert that's, like, twisting him. I hope that's the case. But a part of me just goes, like, you know, like, like this is this is Nate with power, right? He goes like he wants the credit, right? He wants recognition always, right? Yeah. Even, like here's the thing, um, we're gonna talk about it later, so I want to talk even further about his need of recognition, but uh, and, yeah, and how and how unrealistic it is, but um, yeah. So like and then yeah, so Nate's Nate's like berating people, and then he he then he starts he asks uh, Keely. Right to help him go pick his yeah. suit, right? Right, because he's he keeps on like, oh, this is the suit that Ted got you, the suit that Ted got you, and he's like tired of hearing yeah. that. Yeah, he's like, that's not Ted's suit, that's my suit, right? But he's tired of it, so yeah, he does go to Keely and say, can you help me? And she's like, yeah, sure, you know, I gotta find an outfit too, so we can go shopping together. And they're shopping, and he has a me too moment with her. In my opinion, I don't know. It's uh, it's definitely a weird moment. Uh, very uncomfortable. Well, he, he well, he, well, he he moves in to kiss her, right? Yeah. And she's sort of like, "What?" And yeah. he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, misunderstood, right?" Yeah. And uh, did you notice, like, when he went into into the, he used his like persona that gets him like more aggressive, but I don't think it worked. No, not at all. You know when he like spits? Yeah. <laughs> that crazy action, gross action when he spits. Yeah. It's like, but I don't think he found his like happy place. But no, no, no. yeah, but you know, Brick comes. So part of it is Keely's got this Vanity Fair um, interview and fashion shoot, and uh, Brett's got to be there. Uh, not Brett. I'm sorry. Roy Kent has got to be there, and. Um, Brett, the the actor who plays him, Roy Kent has got to be there, and um, and while they're doing it, they're confessing all of these things to each other. Yeah. Right. And uh, Roy's little B B story is that you know he's just chilling out with uh, his uh, niece's uh, teacher. Teacher, right? And she's like, "Oh, okay, 
well, you know, something uncomfortable. She's Achilles, the one who started off with something uncomfortable happened. Nate tried to kiss me, and he's like, oh, really? Yeah, he was like, that's that was awkward. <laughs> yeah, that was awkward. And then he tells her about the teacher. What he's, you know, he's late because he was talking to the teacher for three hours. And she's like, huh. And then um, she says that she tells him at the at the funeral at the wake that um, Jimmy Tart uh, told her that he he still loved her, and that's when you get a reaction from him. Yeah. Right. He's sort of like. What? Um, and then, you know, and that's that, that's where it ends. So we don't know what's going on. And that happened really fast because it was just the episode before, right? Yeah, it was literally just the episode before. And uh, it was one of those, uh, uh, it was one of those plot situations, right? Definitely. Yeah. Big plot moments that, that need to be resolved quickly. Right. Exactly. And then, uh, so we've talked about some, we've talked about Ted. Um, who else were we going to talk about? We were going to talk about... Chris, come on, help me here. Uh, oh, t- uh, no, well, we didn't really talk about Ted. Ted sort of... No, no, we got, no, right, well, that's her. Okay, so Sharon, uh, the doctor, she, this is her last episode she's leaving she's done whatever work she needs to do for the team and the team was going to you know give her like a a a bye-bye dance-off song sort of thing but she just left right quietly and some uh ted fall you know goes to her home and uh, we don't know what she wrote in the letter i hope we do find out what she wrote in the letter but apparently what she wrote in the letter was something which was really sweet and kind um ted was doing a collection so that they could give her as a going away gift and was like a uh hard cold cash they went out for drinks yeah Yeah, a bunch of cash and you know and um ted said you know and so they say goodbye the they went out for drinks and uh, ted told her she's buying because she's loaded right now (laughs) cash, which i thought was funny it was cute um and this went you know um this went drink, uh, drinking some beers, talking and playing some darts, and then um, I think at the end, um, Ted just left her a note saying goodbye, bought her a drink, and just left. Oh, but he also right. left her uh, a little gift. Yeah, he did. In the beer, he left her one of his soldiers. A little little uh, plastic soldiers. A little yeah. important gesture from him, right? Yeah, it's extremely important gesture because if you remember first first season. That's what he did. He gave all of the players a little soldier. And at the very end, when Jamie's getting, you know, after Jamie's gotten berated by his father, you know, everything, um, Coach Beard had given him an envelope from Ted. And when Jamie opened it, it was the soldier. Yeah. Um, the one that he he didn't take, right? When he initially was giving them, he's like, I don't need this. Yeah. So... So, um, yeah, so Sharon's gotten uh, one of Ted's soldiers. You know, I think I'd like to have one of Ted's, Ted's little soldier pieces, right? right? Yeah. That's a cute gesture. I really would. Yeah, yeah. I think such a cute gesture. Yeah. So sweet. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, like, he leaves one of those. He gets his version of a goodbye. Uh, like, you could see why he was very angry at the goodbye. Uh, you know, yeah. it was very, very similar to his father's goodbye. He just sort of like, you know, yeah. he's gone. Yeah, right. Right, and uh, he doesn't like those. Yeah, he doesn't. He didn't really like that sort of abrupt sort of thing. But right. you know, that's what the doc likes. You know, doc really just likes to. Yeah, she doesn't want to make it a big hoopla. She just wants to. Yeah. Just, end it right. Yeah, just go. Just move on. Just go. Yeah, she's done what she's needed to. Everybody's happy. Everybody's good. Um, and that takes us to the end of the episode where, you know, Ted's home and he gets a text. Yeah. And he gets a text from um, Trent Krim from The Independent. <laughs> oh, yeah, Trent Krim, The Independent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I loved when he said, hi, Ted. This is Trent Krim from, the, uh, you know, the, the independent, independent, not yeah. from, but the independent. And he's like, 
I want, and he sent, he goes, there's going to be, I, he goes, I want to give you a heads up. There's a story that's going to run about you tomorrow about the anxiety attack you had at the game. Yeah. Right. And he sends him a copy of the, um, he sends a copy of the, of the article that he's written. And he said that, you know, he had to write it. Yeah. It was from a source who knew what had happened, right? And he and he said he, because he respects Ted so much, yeah, uh, he's gonna let him know it was Nate. Yeah, Nate was the source. Oh, yeah, Nate was the source, which is just like that's like a stab in the heart. Oh no, that that that's the Etu Brute moment. That's your yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, just it's... like, you know, yeah, it's like Nate got his shiv out to yeah. just shank him. Yeah, it was the Julius um, Caesar moment. It was it was Nate um, using, you know, um, something that was a moment of trust. Because remember, where, the question is how, yeah. you know, Nate Because he, they to told learn, him, yeah. yeah. Nate came to learn of that information only through Ted volunteering that information. Yeah. Right. Completely, it was a complete betrayal. Yeah. You know, and um, and you know, and Trent is like, "Would you like to comment?" And Ted's response is, "No comment." And it ends there. Yeah. I have no idea what the fallout is, and I can't wait till Friday. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh the my last god, episode, uh, just. It's coming up on us, but this is going to be a very important last because, uh, you know, the whole thing is, is that they're building up that this last, you know, this last game is the game, right? Yeah. Uh, it's the one till, um, you know, it, it it's the game that really will get, get them t- towards, you know. Uh, right. So you know, getting out it, of relegation. It, right. They're, right. And they're going to be back as, you know, one of their premier teams. Yeah. I this next game and I'm sorry, but that was real douchey of Nate. Well, incredibly so. It was. It's his, in my opinion, it's his. It's his villain moment. It's the moment where we're like, "Is Nate too far gone?" Yeah, yeah. You know, Chris. You know why uh, the writing in this show is just so good. Yeah, I mean, dude. They got, and the actors nail it. Yeah, I mean, they got it so right. When a when a type when a Nate type guy, you know what I'm talking about. When a, yeah. When a, when a guy like Nate, uh, you know, reaches that level of power, the level of scheming that comes up. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. It's sad. Yeah. It's it's, it's real. Sad and it's dis- It's it's real. It's disappointing. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was our. That's our Ted. Do you want to uh, Ted Lasso episode? Do you want to add anything else? No. I um, just have to say, I mean, I watched it and was like, damn, they so needed. You know what? They deserve the Emmy for writing that they didn't get. I know, but the actors got their Emmys, and um, yes, yeah. I mean, what can I say? But still, Chris, I mean, still, so superior. Yeah, it, it really is good this season. All right, so moving on from Ted Lasso, uh, what do you want to hit first? Uh, foundation. Let's hit or... organized crime. All right, because first you know it's of a Law and Order organized crime season two episode one. Yeah, you want to take that one because I felt like I was talking too much about Ted. No, no, not at all. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> that was a. Uh... All right, so season one, uh, season one of uh, organized crime ended off really with. Um, uh, Bill McDermott's character, you know, going to prison. Wheatley. Yeah, Wheatley. Yeah. You know, like, really, you know, he, he, you know, getting screwed over. And, uh, you know, just like the, like, realizing he's going to go to prison. Right? Right. And then on top of that uh, disappointment, um, Elliot, you know, has to, you know, Elliot, go, you know, goes just a little bit more deeper. And then we're like, all right, where where's the next season going to really end off, right? Where how are we right. going to start the next season? And uh, this season pretty much starts off very very clearly. You know, Wheatley's making deals, right? And Elliot is uh, 
has just um he like he he's like deep in a whole other organized crime ring. Yeah. So the, uh, right, and this, although I think Chris, I think Wheatley's going to be involved some way. Yeah, I mean, so this was only the first episode. And while the first episode is dense, uh, you know, the story does pick up even further with uh, the additional two episodes that have come out recently. Right. And so, right. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, Wheatley's connection is definitely something that I'm wondering is, you know, how and when is he going to show up? Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Wheatley, you know, he's been so, he, sort of released from jail. Right, because of his... Well, he's not released. Race. He went back to... But he went back to Rikers for murder. There's still... There's, he still has the trial for murder. Yeah. But the other stuff, the racketeering, the... Um, all of the, you know, the, the RICO violations that I mean, he may have had and stuff like that, they're... They've just... They've been... They've been, like, dismissed. Yeah. Because he's cooperating with the with the DA's office and the DA's, you know, uh, getting their uh, the inside on uh, all of these criminal enterprises that are happening. Yeah. So, so we leave there, but um, we, it starts off with um, Sabler undercover again, right? Yeah, um, he's, and, he's got like crazy yeah. deep cover uh, on this yeah. one, right? Like he's like, he's got that Sons of Anarchy, like, you know, biker, you know, goatee, yeah. you know, he, his head is like fully shaved. Right, his name was like right. something Wagner, something uh, Eddie Wagner or Eddie Ashes. Right, right. He's deep in with the Albanians, I think. Yep, it's the Albanians, and um, yes, it's the Albanians and another a gang, um, rival gang, uh, which we see at the end of the episode where they're it looks like they're partnering up or they're going to be partnering up. Yeah, so the Marcy and, Killers, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, Marcy Killers, right? Calling themselves the Marcy Corporation. Yeah, and um, we meet the the head of the the Albanians who, you know, who says that he doesn't trust Sabler. But you can tell like Sabler's made a, a, you know, a strong contact through one of the lieutenants, right? Yeah. Um, of this crime family. Yeah, one of the idiot cousins, but Sabler's coming in <laughs> and you know being uh, he's going to be a clutch player, you know, eventually. Yeah. Um, I thought, you know, it was good. Um, it was a good start to a new season. So we know, you know, Wheatley's going to be in the background doing whatever he's doing. And, you know, he's going to rear his head with um, Stabler as well as Olivia, I think. Yeah. Um, right. And, uh, and we're going to see, you know, Stabler trying to bring down the, the um, Albanian and the, um, what is it, Marcia Corporation or, uh, drug lords, drug cartels, oh, and you know it. there's and yeah, and they have to, uh, and um, Stabler's team, his uh, his commander has to has to work with um, narcotics, and they have to work together, and so they're going to be, so you're going to have more clashes of personalities and stuff like that, and, and some of the the issues that were from previous uh, season continue. Um, for example, like the the nephew of, uh, you know, the lieutenant's um, partner, whose hand got smashed by some uh, NYPD officers. I mean, that that storyline is continuing about police brutality and stuff like that. But I, I think overall, it's a it's a good start because you know what they did wind down what happened with Wheatley, so it'll be interesting to see. Actually, I think this season is going to be more grittier. Yeah. I mean, this. Right. Season, I mean, they're they're definitely you know, pivoting the season, right? Yeah. Uh, and like the you know the first season was was incredibly short, especially for Law and Order. But you know, uh, this Law and Order you know specifically is more serialized than yeah. you know its 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 counterpart. Um, you know, and so, you know, with them, I think focusing on a singular story, uh, we're gonna see shorter seasons. But you know, um more you know more of them right and um so what can i say i mean this storyline arc with the albanians the marcy killers it's a little different than you know which wheatley's thing about you know his cyber empire yeah right right but uh what can i say uh there's uh 
you know, like the, there's a whole other game, just uh, you know, that 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 that's a fight, and I don't quite know what it is yet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and how it's gonna play in, especially how Wheatley's gonna play into it. But yeah, um, well, what can I say? Law and Order, organized crime, uh, is, is another fine addition, and I really like it. And uh, yeah, we're gonna be talking about more episodes as they come out, uh, week to week. Correct. Right. And that leads us to our third, which is Foundation. Can I say, Chris, this episode again, I was just like, I don't understand. All right, another another episode of Confusion. So, yeah. Um, okay, so what are you confused with? Okay, so I know the first, I, I finally got it. Uh, the first, you know, I, I think first like half of it was uh, the Cleons, right? Mm-hmm. The clones uh, of Cleons and um, was it uh, we find that uh, you know the Brother Dusk is is like close to darkness and who was Brother Day has now become Brother Dusk and um, Brother Dawn is now Brother Day and there's a new baby yeah, who's going to be Brother Dawn succession, yeah succession <laughs> Right. And we find that Ascension is basically the the Brother Dusk who's, you know, close to his end of days. Basically, he's getting poofed, right? Like this massive amount of energy uh, just, like, turns him into this dust. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what we we find out. And there's a... goes by. So that one, I think, was relatively clear. Although, at the tail end, we see, you know, Brother... Um, Brother Don, who's like, what, 17? Yeah. And he's, he erases the painting that Cleon the Brother painter. Dusk yeah. had. Yeah. Cleon the painter. Yeah, up. Cleon the painter had put up. And, you know, the, the robot mom is like, are you sure you want to do this? And he's like, yes, I don't need it more. And, of course, the voiceover is that you learn from your past. Yeah. Right, so I feel like they're stupid. They're like they're making these. This is what the, you know, what uh, Selden had predicted in his algorithms, right? Yeah. This like complacency, this corruption, uh, of not wanting to change. Yeah, his 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 opinions on what would lead to a decadence and fall of the empire. Right. Which I mean, he said, you know, you can prevent it by stopping the the rebirth. Yeah, the Imperial cloning, you know, genetic dynasty. Yeah. You know, the removal of that mm-hmm. will will slow the end. But, you know, the, the fundamental issues that have led to the downfall have are, are it's happening. You can't, you know, stop right. the end. You only can, you know, hasten right. the, the, the fall. Right, hasten the fall. So that's... Uh, so that part was clear. We can see where the fall is happening, right? But then we immediately go to Terminus. That's the planet that they were, that Selden was going to be exiled on and his foundation, right? They finally make it there. They start colonizing. You learn a little bit more about, is it Selfor? the name of the character? Salvor. Yeah, Salvor. Salvor, sorry. Salvor. Um, Salvor. You learn, you know, more about her origin. She's the only one that can go to the vault. That, you know, piece of equipment has existed there before they even landed. And, you know, it's got a barrier around it and it seems like the barrier is now expanding. And while she's investigating this, she sees that the, is it the Arcanians? I, I can't even remember their names, but <clears throat> one of the two races that got exterminated in the previous episode, they're coming to Terminus now. Yeah, they're... they're oh, they're already here. Yeah, they're, like, they're descending upon Terminus and a scouting party has already landed. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so what were you confused about? Because you, you did describe perfectly what the episode entailed. Right. So that, right, that's the episode, Right. But, okay, so here's here's my thing, right? Salvor is protecting, she says 
she's responsible for protecting the uh you know the um foundation from right the foundation right um and the mini city that they've set up or mini village that they've set up um the vault is still was there before they landed so the question is who created that vault was that something that um selden had created um or was that something a legacy of king on the first okay that's one um the arcanians that have landed have they landed because they now do they want the vault or are they after selden's machine you know predictable psychohistory cube or whatever you know the the device that he uses right so there's that question um i'm not sure like i i just like i I don't understand what purpose, why they need to come to Terminus. And we still don't know what happened to Gal Dornick. Um, is Gal, maybe Gal Dornick is from, is with the uh, Arcanians. Like we have no idea whatever happened to her. She was put in a capsule and she was shot in, into the asteroid belt. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to her. eventually. Oh, but, and uh... then Salvor, can Salvor read the, mathematical equations no it seemed like she could no or what was she doing playing playing around with it yeah she was trying to interpret it uh, but uh you know she can't but the, the equations are, are are enigmatic in that you can see the pieces of it but you can't quite really put it together in a way that it makes sense unless you're the only one that could do it was gal yeah you know it's it's, it's a very esoteric form of mathematics right and so mm -hmm. it requires someone who's also versed in that kind of mathematics. Right, who's a genius like yeah. Selden and Gal. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and so she couldn't, all right. Yeah. But, so, I mean, here's the thing. So the vault, I'll tell you right now. The vault is definitely something Selden planned on. So did he create it? I have no doubt that he created it. And put it on Terminus? Yes. Okay. Because he knew that Terminus was the planet that they were going to. Okay. Right. And then the, the force field that's around it that's growing, is it to protect the encampment? But how could it protect the encampment? Because if you get close to it, except for Selford, nobody else can get close to it. It's growing? Right? Yeah. That's sort of like a, a story, like a little fanciful addition that this you know thing is doing. I don't know why it's growing. But don't worry, it's not going to be a problem. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, it could be growing just to warn them. It could be growing because you know there is a, um, you know there, there there's a you know bigger issue coming, or that you know is trying to defend them somehow. But whatever its reasoning, you know they're gonna they're gonna explain it. Okay. So what's the deal with Salvor then? All right. So Salvor is special. All right. Salvor is one of those. Yeah, people. I heard that. I heard that she was special. Yeah. I'm still on Salvor is one of those people who are who is chosen for this specific purpose. What purpose? The foundation? Yeah, her, her purpose as warden and then later something else. Uh, okay, so she was chosen chosen as the warden. Why? No no, like like even before she was born she was chosen. So the equation said there was going to be a child born by the name of Salfor who is going to be choice chosen. Pretty much. Who is going like, to be the warden. Pretty much. It's like Yeah, but but Selden said that he couldn't specifically predict individuals. It was more of a overarching but you're like, no, you're telling me no, that's not true. Yeah, no, Sel Selden's lying. <laughs> right? Uh uh, the whole thing about Selden's big psycho history lie is that he can like really predict it down to like the littlest thing, right? And he okay. has to, and he goes like, "All right, this is a problem that will eventually arise, right?" And so okay. this is what they're going to need to do it. A person's going to have to face it like this, and you know, like he just goes through the list, right? Um, right. Right. He made sure that there was a. So the daughter of the. Of, of two important members of the camp, right, is able to access a vault on, you know, uh, where the camp is. That to me is clearly, you know, like 
an act chosen, right? He chose he chose that he goes like, all right, these two are going to have a kid, right? No doubt, his, yeah. his equations show that kid will be able to access the vault. That kid will be, you know, chosen to do this, this, and that, right? Mm-hmm. Right. We're gonna we're gonna do this. Here's the thing, though. They've severely compressed the timeline. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, the the timeline between Salvor Harden and uh, and Selden and all that. There's actually a little bit more time than uh, the 34 years that they're showing. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. So much so that there's actual uh, like um, there's there's like degeneration going on in the empire to you know uh, breaking up of certain things, uh, kingdoms forming, as opposed to a single imperial force. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they haven't really mentioned that yet. Um, I think uh, I think it will show up though. But uh, nevertheless, um, really, what remember like the 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 thing the mantra that you're gonna have to have in your head for this for this uh, show is it's all going you know it's all part of the plan, right? Uh, everything yeah. that's happening is is all part of the plan, right? You know. Um, you know, Salvor being distracted by some weird ghost, you know, child figure to see yeah. the on incoming Anacreon, Anacreon fleet. That's what they are, the Anacreons. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It just came to I call them Arcanians, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, um, like, I'm not paying attention to, like, the different, right? It's just, I'm looking at the bigger picture and I'm like, so, I, I'm, I'm confused. And, uh, you know, there's been some shows that, confuse me but you know you can start seeing like the threads being like woven together i'm not seeing that yet so the the thread here that you have to go like all right all you really need to go you so you see salvor doesn't believe in the foundation right yeah just doing what what she can to protect the people you know in it um yeah right but that and so that shows a disillusionment happening right and you really have to keep up with the mantra that it's all part of the plan. Everything that you're seeing has been accounted for, right? And this is supposed to roll out this way, right? How they are finding people, how people are showing up, right? Um, you know, which people are in the right position. Yeah. Right? How you need someone who doesn't care about the foundation in order to actually protect it. Right, as opposed to all these yes men and all these other people who are too philosophical thinkers, right, or too pacifist, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so all of this was like once you bring that mantra in your head that it was done for purpose, you're going to see that thread connecting these events because that's what it is: is all these small little things are threads connecting events to another, right? Okay. And and yeah. the importance of all these all these carefully you know, laid steps leading to what we know, right? And so Mm -hmm. the Anacreon fleet being discovered early, right, is, is, is on, it's, is important, right? Because it gave them advantage, right? The fact that it was Salvor who discovered it early was not an accident, right? Right. Um, you know, the fact that the Anacreons are coming, right? Is yeah. is going to be, uh, I think, a major part of the sort of galactic, like, what is the state of the galaxy? Yeah. Okay. Right, and so we might learn that the galactic state is in a much more, uh, is in a faster level of decay than than originally planned for. Is that what we're going to see? You think in the next episode? Perhaps we might. So what come that. to terminus? Um, so because let's look at it. It's a wasteland, right? There's nothing there. It is definitely a wasteland, but I believe um, at this point, Terminus is one of those. Like I think places are getting desperate enough, where Terminus still has has some basic niceties that other places are lacking. Like Terminus doesn't realize it's Terminus is so out of the way they don't realize like how good they actually have it compared to what's actually out there. Hmm. You know. Yeah. They didn't even know their Imperial transponder was broken. Like that's that's the level of, of what's going on with them. So Chris, um between, you know, um Cleon the what the you know, at seventeen year old Cleon the fourteenth, right? 
Um, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, sorry. Um, I couldn't hear you. That's why I was like, I wasn't sure. Um, to um, to the arcane. What what what's the name you call them again? That's right, Anacreons, right? Them coming to Terminus. At that point, are we at the close to the end of the empire? I think we're reaching. Or no, we're reaching it. Yeah, because I think they're going to compress the timeline significantly about the fall of the empire, right? And they're going to sort of get to um, like building the foundation and like speeding up the time in the foundation right okay and, and yeah. getting to like sort of just getting around and, and, and getting to the actual end of it like i see okay. the way that the, how expensive this show must be yeah right i see them uh definitely like maybe three seasons Okay. So they might just like you know like turn the first book and say yeah that's the entire history of, of like of building the foundation and reaching the the promised end right, which is not yeah. a bad place to end right you know foundation has a lot of books preludes and stuff like that, and so um, you know like even if they shrink down the timeline like that I'm I'm not too much against it, but uh, right and they can go back and forth I I mean you can always you know in a subsequent season, touch on you know. 1500 years ago and then give a clip which might be significant to the story yeah absolutely yeah exactly and so uh, so what happens to gal then because she was like jetson well, jetson i mean she's still like, talking about stuff so right? she survived uh i mean here's the thing not only she's she's still talking about stuff in the very first episode she talked about names like uh salvor harden Right, Hover yeah. Hollow, the mule, you know, names that are going to be important, you know, in the future, right? So she she knows of the story to come. She might be the way that it's going on. She might be telling it, right, while she's like floating in her pod or whatever, right? Okay. This might be her just right. telling what the, how what the the future is going to be, right? And then and then of course it's just that's how it flows out. Oh, because she can read the algorithms or the mathematical equations. She yeah. can she can be predictive. Yeah, she can start to be predictive and, as well. But why didn't she then see Harry dying? That's you know that's a good question. Uh, I mean, she she saw that if you did kill Harry, that the end hastened. Right. Right, and now Harry's dead. Right. And, but yeah, Harry, I think, season. had him. I think Harry had himself killed. Yeah. Like I said, it's all part of the plan. Right? And we don't know what happened to the dude that killed him. No, we don't. It's, um, like I said, we're going to, we're going to see it. This, this, this episode took place mostly in the, 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 the I'll, we'll call it the future timeline. Right? It took place mostly yeah. in the, the, you know, the vault timeline. Um, and uh, and of course we saw the clean right, the and, and we didn't see any right. of the 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 space travel to terminus, right? No, nope. there's about period. a thirty year yeah, there's about a thirty year difference. Exactly. So you know, like some of that needs to be expanded upon. I, I actually I think it's more than that because uh, when we're first introduced to Salvor, Salvor, it's what is it, 39 years, or 30 years in the future? Mm -hmm. Right? 35 years in the future. 35 years in the future. But when they had arrived, Salvor was, was like a eight, nine-year-old, or, or a teen or something like that, right? No. Salvor wasn't born no? yet. When they landed? Yes, yeah, Salvor wasn't born yet. They were building the so town. She was, they were building the town when she was born. Yeah. Okay. But there's a scene where she's sitting there watching the vault. Yep. It's just, and she's, she's a curious. young kid. Yeah, she's just curious about it. All right. 
Uh, so that's, I, I'm sorry, then see that that's the confusion because for me, it was, I thought it was around the time that they landed and they were getting the settlement up and running. No, the, the timeline makes sense when you put it together as from the Cleons, like the, the destruction of the space elevator, um, 17 years, right? Plus, mm-hmm. uh, 19 years di- uh, after that with, you know, the erasure of the painting. You know, it comes yeah. up to 36 years. At 36 years, right, yeah. it, it's, okay. it's at Salver's time. So uh, the, the timeline matches up. So when the painting's being erased, that's also at Salver. That's when Salver's time this thing is going on. So would you say, um, in the books, do they have um, the 14th erasing the painter, the paintings of the painter? No, none Play of that's the in painter? the books. None of that's in the book. Okay. So that's probably their representation of the decline of the empire, right? Yeah. When you erase your future, you don't learn from your past. When you erase your past, you don't learn from it. Absolutely. Cleon the painter and and, and everything about him sort of fades away, right? Because he himself uh, erases it, right? He himself is changing. You You know, the stagnation in the empire is, is, is there. The raw is with him. Right. And can I ask you, so um, previous episodes, um, Cleon, who was Day, who's now Dusk, what was he? Was he the tyrant? Because hmm. remember, he raged out and just killed all those guys. Yeah. And that started the war. No, I mean, he, like, you know the the one who went down was the you know he he calls himself the painter in the end, um, but um, like who like who knows, like the what they're doing with the, the the imperial side of things is is entirely like you know their creative uh, you know uh, it, it's liberties their, yeah it's their creative liberty uh, I'm liking what they're doing uh, right now but. Uh, like I said, I, I, I have no idea where it's going to go because it's, it's not really... Okay, books. it's outside of the scope of the books. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all yeah. right. Well, it foundation another, you know, episode, which um, confused me um, yeah. at the end. Um, you know, so, yeah, there's a scouting party. We know that. We don't know why they're there. They are there. And it's, excuse me, <laughs> excuse Bless me. You. Thank you. I apologize for sneezing. Um, it's. I just find it really odd. So you think those three ships are coming to try to scavenge resources because there's no resources outside. Yeah. That's or there's limited resources. Yeah. It's the galaxy. Does decay happen disarray. that much? Um, well, 39 years. We don't know what kind of disarray they're in. Um and, and, and what else is going on there. Anacreon was already at a state where they were limited in resources, specifically Palladium, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, you know, they their, their planet got decimated. Yeah. For that uh, terrorist attack. We don't know, like, who's... who's the two planets got decimated, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, all in all. Yeah, all in all, okay. it's... Uh, um, it, this one's a weird one, but nevertheless, nevertheless, I mean, here, here's the thing is it's interesting, but it's confusing and I'm hoping that things will start tying in for me with my questions because uh, I watched always, it. Always consider that everything is going to, going to plan and see the things for what they're supposed to be, which is connect. Like look at how one thing is connected to another. Right and mm-hmm. lead to another. Right, it's it's supposed to be like this domino effect that you're gonna see, and then hmm. you know at the end, you know the big revelation of, of who kicked off that first domino. Do you know who kicked off the first domino? Yeah, Selden. Selden was the one who kicked it off. Yeah, to, to ensure that this ending occurs. And what was the first domino that he kicked? The first thing they did was. Was the mathematical equation? Yeah, is get him. The first thing that really he did was, you know, getting D- Gail Dornick in the show, getting Dale Dornick in, 
you know, a, a allowing for the arrest to occur and then and then allowing to espouse his ideas, right? And mm -hmm. then get the what he really wanted, which was a place with a foundation to grow outside of imperial, you know, eyes, right? And right. it's so, at so far at the end of the universe that they'll generally, be, you know, people will generally stay away from them. But he has a, a contingency if someone does eventually come. And right. so we're going okay. to see this. Um, what is that eventual someone? Who's the someone that might come? Well, some like enemies, like the Anachron. Oh, so he does have a contingency so that the Foundation survives any type of attack. Yeah. And how okay. to survive, yeah. Like I said, it's all part of the plan. <laughs> You'll see. All right. Um, that I, tells me so much. That tells us all so much. It's all part of the plan. Yeah, it's right. all part of the plan. Very I'd much. like the plan to be told. Yeah. it's You're not privy to plan. <laughs> I want to know what the plan is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, um, yeah, it, like, it, it's a good show. I, I'm enjoying it, but I'm also confused as heck. And um, like I said, I hope we start getting some clarity here. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think of another show that was that was confusing, and then you're sort of like, ah, oh, it's starting to make sense. Fringe had done that to me. Do you yeah. remember Fringe? Yeah, I remember Fringe. Yeah, that was a great show. I think the last season they messed up, and I think they were just trying to tie up loose ends because they. Um, they didn't get renewed or they weren't going to get renewed but that was a good show yeah up until then yeah they definitely spread along the ending uh all right yeah. so um i think this is a good place to end. Uh, thank you for listening to our meandering discussions and um on that note um you can't do what chris can't stop the signal thank you guys yeah thank you good night <laughs> Oh,